0: This is Hallway Digressions, Laughs, Rants, and Musings on Life and Culture from the Lakewood Park Bible Department. And welcome to episode 17, hot off the heels of our Sweet 16 Ep. Mm. Um, and, uh, we're looking forward to next week, episode 18, in which we will legally reach podcast adulthood, but as it, (laughs) as it is right now, we're just in that, uh, that middle 17 ground and, and it's not, it doesn't have a ton of excitement that comes along with it. Um, Mm. I don't know how I'll put together a catchy title for this one. Mm. So
1: 17, 17 just a lot of that I don't know teen angst I guess you know yeah. against because uh, <laughs> so we, we want to be treated as as a mature podcast at this point but we yet do. you know we're, we're
2: just still th- trying to figure out what we want to do when we grow up so. <laughs> yes <laughs> all sick. I know is
1: that episode 18 I'm moving out so
2: oh, <laughs>
0: I, can't. I, don't ha- I don't know
1: how many times I threatened my parents with that. And then I stayed at home until I was 25. <laughs> 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 yes. And, oh. and my room was in the basement. So yeah, go figure. Wow.
2: <laughs> <laughs> well, no. Yeah. 22, 22. I was 22 gone. For you. Yeah. Uh,
0: yeah. Goodness. Right. Yeah. 22 for me as well.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I got married when I still had a year of college and uh, I was out.
0: Yeah. Hey, likewise. <laughs> yeah. Uh, my, and that last year of college, I stretched out to two years of college. <laughs> so, Excellent. Excellent. I was, a, I was yes. a senior in college for a couple of years and,
1: right. and that's right. all right. Oh, wow. <laughs> so you were held back in college (laughs) i wasn't gonna say it like that but yeah yeah Yeah. (laughs) that's not what they called it they just said you were getting some uh extra that's right
0: that's right they
1: wanted to give me more opportunities (laughs) more opportunity that's good
2: (laughs) (laughs) to give them money for credits (laughs) yeah Yeah. and so um
0: (laughs) truth. uh, My final year of college, my last semester of college was a biology class um, that I avoided because I just wanted to do my Bible classes. And so I had a gen ed bio class that I had to do as a senior, which was the worst. And then I was, I had 119 out of 120 credits. And so I wasn't going to take another three credit hour class. So I went through and I looked at Although like cheap one hour one credit hour classes that were that were there, and there was one speed reading Ooh, so my okay. final class for my undergrad was a speed reading class that was actually kind of profitable, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Did you guys
1: meet for like one one day, and that was it is it was like yeah, it was uh, super well, I mean. <laughs> <they yeah>. live- <laughs> Super you, you, sped, you, you just sped right through the, the content like, <laughs> That's so quickly. Right. I tell you what, That's, I had
0: a clean conscience <laughs> how quickly
2: <laughs> I moved through the coursework on that class. <laughs> <laughs> oh. I was the opposite. See, I, I had two years at Penn State, and uh, I had all these science credits uh, that uh, – my my baptist bible college degree only required one science class <laughs> oh, no. so i lost a whole year of credits oh, i lost like 30 years or 30 credit hours due to my transfer so that's why wow. i should have graduated at 22 but i was still had a year of college yeah wow oh boy
1: so you were held but, back too <laughs> yeah, not
2: not wasted money. That those uh, science classes were uh, very helpful. So. Sure, they yes, laid a firm yeah.
0: foundation for you to build yes. upon. Yes, 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 indeed. Well, hey gents, um, since uh, episode seventeen, as it correlates to age seventeen, which I feel like is how we're tracking, um, it seems to just not know what to do with itself, where to go, what's up and down who am i there's a lot of identity questions and 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 there's a a, quite a lack of of uh, perhaps real preparation for for life just kind of sitting in as you said brett the angst and so uh, i think the preparation that we have for this episode is (laughs) probably reflects that (laughs) and that as i as i sat and contemplated what what we could talk about um well thank goodness brett for you having a student (laughs) email you (laughs) <laughs> to give us some content to work with um but we always like to have have a little something or other before our main event so we have a main event coming up we'll get to that in a minute but um i thought uh, maybe uh, what we could do is i'm gonna open my news app i'm gonna read some headlines to you guys <laughs> and i just want your one to two line initial reaction so you're not getting the full story because who reads the full story Oh, Does right. anybody read the full story? No, just the, the headline. The full story is what I interpret from a headline. That's reality. That's news. That's how
1: you do Bible study too. So I mean, <laughs> yeah, that's it. That's the, it. the headline would be that. the one verse that oh, you read right, that chapter. Right. Let me read oh, the yeah. bold. You start commenting on it and then making yeah. doctrines Good about bad. it. So yeah,
0: <laughs> that's it. A little Bible roulette classic (laughs) all right so let's um let's warm up with this one elon musk becomes the world's fourth richest
1: person what are you doing with that wait he becomes the world's fourth 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 richest person
2: Hmm. how dare he yeah (laughs) how dare he why where's where's why why am I not the fourth richest person he, he, it's, it's his, how, his how can privilege. he accumulate so much wealth for himself when all of us have so little yes. I think it's yes. disgusting disgusting
1: <laughs> should I take it to this yes I, back, piggybacking off what Nick just said, let me guess is he white and male Ooh.
2: oh
0: well um it's kind of in the title because I have a picture. I can confirm
1: he is, he, is, he is
2: white and male. Right Does there. it
1: say white male person? <laughs> because <becomes laughs> <No. Okay. Yeah. laughs> refused to
2: use his name. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> so oh. I did
0: read this one, and he is fourth behind. Uh, can you guys guess who the top three are?
1: Gates, of course. Is, Gates is I one. Don't... Is well, he yeah, number I think one? He's
2: actually, two. I think he's two.
1: Oh, two. Yeah.
2: Warren Buffett. No. Oh. Oh no, really? Um, Buffett is not there.
1: No. Hmm. Uh, <laughs> so Bezos.
0: Bezos. Bezos oh, is yeah, number yeah, one. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so uh, his his little his little shop, Amazon. Mm-hmm. Um perhaps some of our people have heard of it. Uh that's put him at number one, Gates at number two, and number three, check it out. Zuckerberg
1: would it be Uh,
2: that makes sense yeah i was gonna say joel
0: osteen propels him to number three richest
2: person all all white males and let me say all americans so um, yikes
0: god bless the usa gentlemen
1: yeah i oh, might take these jokes too far so we should move yeah. on yeah. 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 i i've got too if much nothing, in my head right now if nothing
2: else demonstrates systemic racism right there oh, that yeah. shows yeah. you yeah.
1: Yeah. <laughs> which yes okay yes. <laughs> <Based> on- <laughs>
2: moving on okay yeah yes. yep. <laughs>
1: All right, so
0: (laughs) I've got a good one that I'm saving uh, for last year, but let's let's do another one here. California's Death Valley may have set a new global temperature record. Oh my! (sighs) Was that a
1: sigh of Um, no? It was going to be global warming is a thing. (laughs) It was going to be an honest question: Is it because of the wildfires? Well, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> like it's they're heating up the right, the right, right. <laughs>
2: hmm. Um, <laughs> a new new record. Does this, this concern since, you? Since when? <laughs> since when? <laughs> yes. Yeah. No. <laughs> well, when do we start keeping track of it? Yep.
0: Hmm.
1: Which, uh, like, so short rant on that, but for real though, within the within the context of a. Very, very, very old Earth, if you go with that approach, right oh, you so go old, old earth, earth, and
0: I think we can assume there 's been a little hotter than one thirty yeah, so four
1: point five billion years is is what we 're dealing with, and uh, not, notice and, and I, I like to bring this up in class because notice the information that we would have to have in order to conclude. Um, that humans are indeed uh, causing the rate to increase the rate of climate change to increase at such a level to where it's, it's going to be, you know, devastating. And so, so I'm I'm thinking, so what information do we have to have in order to conclude that um, about the last 4.5 billion years?
0: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. If I can take your, well thought out good point and turn it to something funny here (laughs) yes (laughs) it was it was recorded at 3 41 p.m
2: at furnace creek ah really uh, yeah of course furnace creek uh. They were baking bread and the, <laughs> <laughs> the temperature Wait, got a little hot. Th- Furnace,
1: so. Furnace Creek, though, I think that's in Thermostat County, isn't it?
2: Oh, yeah. Or is it,
1: um, <laughs> which is a part of the, uh... <laughs>
2: uh,
1: yeah. sorry, um, we just all died a little bit there.
2: <laughs>
0: all right, let, let me hit you with this last one here because it's just, man, it's too good. Kim Jong-un orders all pet dogs in North Korean yes. capital to be confiscated Ugh. Some fear oh. to combat the food sh- shortage.
1: Oh, I saw that what? one. Yeah. Yes. I saw that one. It's so sad. Ugh. This is real. Yeah, so that was the one I saw. It's got the Jack Russell, which is my favorite <laughs> dog. Too. Oh my goodness. Ugh. You don't I even feel... have to
2: say it. It's in the headline.
1: Oh my gosh. <laughs> well, no, it wasn't. Uh, yeah, because I read the article and it was. I, I can't remember what the reasoning was. That uh, it, it was something different, though. But yeah, people are thinking, okay,
2: this this is probably has to do with the food shortage. So I don't know. So did was there also a spike in like? Uh, you know, pet costumes ordered from China, from North Korea. Oh, like, no. Owners are disguising fair. disguising their dogs <laughs> as no. cats. Oh, no. Yeah, right, or some other animal. Like, no, this is a monkey that I have, not a dog. Please leave oh, me alone and go to the next house, right? Oh. <laughs> so apparently... Yeah. Um, Actually, maybe that story. Maybe we can trace this to some, uh, you know, Chinese company putting out disinformation to try and increase their sales of pet costumes.
0: Yeah, I bet. <laughs> follow the breadcrumbs. Yes. Yeah, follow yeah, the yes. puppy crumbs. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> is it a coincidence
1: that at the same time, like, there's a there's a high demand for broccoli and rice too? And so I don't know.
0: So it looks like. <laughs> Upon further investigation, <laughs> by actually opening the article and reading it. Oh,
2: what!
1: I know,
0: I know. The article. Wait, is never you can do that? Uh,
1: it, it's not recommended, yeah. but uh, yes. I didn't know you could click on those things. <laughs> yes. Um,
0: apparently, Kim wants to distance himself from Western society. That's right. So he's removing dogs which is something that we do in the western culture we we have dogs as pets and he wants to distance the communist country from the conduct of debauched western society quote Um, however it goes on to state that many in the oppressed nation fear that the order has more to do with north korea's food shortage than cultural purity
1: I'll tell you, Kim's always taken that moral high ground. <laughs> <laughs> He's always got a one up. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh wow, something to aspire to. So, do you, <laughs> do you think that like it
0: really looks like knocking on doors and ripping puppies out of small children's hands and like or is? I do, do you not, think they have yeah, drop off boxes?
1: Yeah. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> I yeah, don't know. I, it did say confiscate for real. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. When I, I mean, how
2: I, do we really know what's going on in North Korea when we can't even <laughs> figure out what's actually going on here, and we have freedom of press? <laughs> so <laughs> that's true. <Yeah>. That's true. <laughs> okay oh so, my
0: there's uh just a, a little, <laughs> little bit of a pulse on what's going around the world going on around the world that's the can I share one the with day. you really quick this was, oh uh, i'd love
1: it this was also in the headlines if i can find it i thought i took yeah here we go okay <laughs> so <laughs> i i don't know which is the headline okay this is the headline <laughs> this is from cnn this was just three hours ago Scarce coronavirus vaccine should go to frontline health workers first, report suggests, okay? That's the headline. Okay. And uh so if you can uh, it's kind of hard to see here, but I I will read what CNN captioned then at the top. The zoo featured in the Tiger King documentary announced late Tuesday it is closed to the public after its federal animal exhibition license was suspended. So, yeah. <laughs> I'm trying to figure out, like I was thinking about going to QAnon over this to see what's the connection between Tiger King and coronavirus at this point. <laughs> Other than it was released to sort of help calm the masses, like during the the initial, like, you know. uh um, misdirection, man? Introduction to the pandemic, remember? All of a sudden, Tiger King came on and everybody was. Yeah,
2: everybody's talking about that. Yeah. So, right? Yeah, right. Yeah. Crept yeah. into the living
1: rooms of America Oof. and stole our hearts. Yeah, <laughs> it did. So, speaking of Tiger King, have you guys been to? Have you been to the uh, Black Pine uh, Animal Sanctuary that's in Albion?
2: Yeah i i <laughs> We bought like a uh, <laughs> some stuff. You know the half the half price Fort Wayne coupons. You know, we <laughs> bought one, and then uh, we were gonna use it, and then COVID. No. Okay. They were closed, and then of course it expires. So yeah. Well, no. Long story short. Oh. Yeah.
0: Well, uh, we got some parenting happening right now, and that's okay because while we are professionals at radio, um, we don't divorce ourselves from our families in the midst of putting out top quality, world famous um Sorry. podcasting Sorry. so uh right
2: follow our example people World well famous see lithuania <laughs> <laughs> exactly the Rep- republic of lithuania no comment.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. so, so they they uh we we got to go there the other day and it, it was actually pretty nice if you really? haven't been there now oh, awesome. because of things they got what's that uh, what, oh, what kinds of what kinds of things? yeah so yeah. tigers <laughs> okay and uh yeah. yeah i i mean we were all we had we still had to wear masks and if we were getting to the point where we were gonna like pass out you had to turn away from the animals i didn't realize this they said that we could give the coronavirus to the animals and so yeah sure sure uh a lot of their animals had actually gotten coronavirus i guess really uh, according to yeah according to our uh um tour guide so uh, but, yeah, oh. they, they had wolves there uh, that, that were pretty cool to see. And uh, they had, of course, uh, different types of monkeys, one of which was some kind of a – oh, uh, what kind of a tailed lemur, but its its name was Julian, so from Madagascar. Oh, fantastic. So it was right, like a, right, 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 there. right. So Brett, can I toss
0: out a hot take? Yeah. If the animals can get COVID, maybe uh... – maybe we could hit them with a vaccine. What do we think about that? Is that a, uh, is that too risky? Is that not recognizing their rights? Um,
2: Shouldn't the animals also be masked?
0: Maybe they should be masked as well. That's it. right. I mean, <laughs> what's proper protocol for our sanctuary? well
1: yeah that's true they weren't masked so i, uh, uh, I don't know maybe they were true. all just uh republican conspiracy theorists I they guess. don't but the animals <laughs> all in the sanctuary were all <laughs> the responsibility is ours right <laughs> <laughs> well i'm in my in my mind it always just goes to these weird places and i i like i tell the students this sometimes in class like things come up and like the the the, the guide kept talking like when we were at the monkey cages more than once she kept stressing how monkeys were not good to have as pets i mean cuz people are like oh i want a monkey for a pet and stuff like that and but she more than once and um uh the the an, by the way the animals they have it is a sanctuary they're they're kind of like sort of a rescue place for animals you know and so a lot of the animals they have were in some kind of a danger and uh honestly some of them this was crazy you can you can google this sometime but um some of the animals came from this place in ohio crazy story where this guy had all of these exotic animals at his uh his home and um i i can't remember what went down to where he knew he was in trouble. I don't know if it was because he had the animals or if there was something else going on, but he uh, knew he was in trouble. And he, um, it's a sad story. Uh, He, he let all of the animals go. I
0: remember that.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I remember the big hunt to try to try to capture them all. Yeah. Like lions and tigers and
0: yeah, I remember that.
1: Oh my. Yeah. And and so, yeah, it's uh and And he killed him he shot himself, I guess, so he, uh, he he let them all out, he killed himself, and then uh a lot of the animals had to get killed get put down um you know because they're out in the wild going nuts and so um so so they they have some of the animals from that and uh so anyway, yeah, so some of the monkeys they had were they were initially pets. And, and I'm thinking, yeah, you don't keep those things as pets. And she, she kept kind of reiterating that. And it's like, yeah, you know, this one, this one's a sweet little guy right here. You know, he came to us because he was a pet, but, uh, uh, when his owner went to sleep at night, he decided to go ahead and he would, he would hit her and bite her like while she was sleeping. And I'm just like, Oh my goodness. Sweet little guy, but my mind kept thinking, you know, hearing her say, you know, just calmly in front of all the kids, yeah, one night he just decided to uh, go ahead and remove his owner's face while she was sleeping. <laughs> <laughs> <It's just> like, <laughs> uh, too many stories I've read about that. It's like, why are you keeping a monkey as a pet? They're dangerous. Oh my goodness. They so, yeah, <laughs> but it was, uh, it, it is a neat, neat place to go visit um, for sure. And, uh, um, actually, get this, speaking of Tiger King, um, <laughs> one, one of the tigers they have, so if you watch Tiger King, one of the tigers they have is from um one of uh, Joe Exotic's uh, com- sort of uh, competitors, the Doc guy. I can't remember. He had a Hindu name, Doc, something that meant, you, you guys remember the long-haired dude? Yeah. Yeah. yeah it was from his, his place. Oh, wow. So, yeah, hmm. Doc, uh, I cannot think of his name. Like...
2: <laughs> so, Bhagavad, celebrity God, tigers. Yeah,
1: say what? Yeah, yeah. celebrity so, tigers.
2: Yeah, yeah,
1: they are. Yeah, so I tried to get an autograph, but they were, <laughs> <laughs> so, they were removing faces. I guess. But- <laughs> <laughs> sorry, <laughs> sorry for the graphic. <laughs> uh, <laughs>
0: Gentlemen, if this isn't us at our our finest, I just don't know what it (laughs) is. Hey, this is
1: sweet. We're beyond sweet 16. This is 17. Remember, I'm letting the angst
0: out. Speaking of us at our finest, I did force my wife to listen to the first five minutes um, of last week's episode, and and she laughed. She really laughed. Hey! (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Nice. So uh, she uh, especially um, enjoyed... Your story, Brett, of of Brittany walking in no. the bathroom and saying, uh, "What is this?" And you say, it's, "What it's is me? This? It's me. <laughs> this is what I do." <laughs> so um, you know, every uh, every peak is followed by a valley, and um, hmm. I don't know which one's which, but let's press on because it's what we do. We don't give up. Um, we persevere. Let me throw this question out to you guys, and then uh, we'll keep it short, and then we'll move into, into our main event with Brett's um, legit question from a student. But I was thinking about this. If, we, if you guys could sit down for an all-expenses-paid meal with anybody in the world living today, who are you picking and why? Are you going? Are you going the academic route? You know, as someone that you've read a lot of, you going with Joe Exotic because you just want to have a conversation with perhaps one of the um, most interesting minds in America for better, for worse, or worse? Um, are you going with who? Are you going with? I mean, just what would you be looking for in that, and uh,
1: and why? Have to be alive,
0: yeah, alive right now. Like Bezo- Bezos is—he's doing a, a charitable thing here, and he's flying you out on the company I mean, alive, plane. Alive
1: in Christ, though, does that count? Uh, <laughs> it, 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 <laughs> <laughs> so they're right now. <laughs> uh, uh, you know, honestly, I that—that mm. that is a tough one. But right, I—I w- I would probably, I would like to meet. William Lane Craig yeah I'd want to meet him yeah yeah I is um, he your favorite apologist yeah probably I would say yeah he's uh definitely yeah yeah he is (laughs) Mm -hmm. so um yeah I'd like to I'm sure I'd have to think about specific questions that I I would want to ask him uh off you know I, I that I don't have right now off the top of my head but um but yeah probably sit down and have a conversation with him for sure yeah
0: yeah. All
1: right.
2: Yeah, I was thinking in that vein as well just uh but I mean it would have probably been if I had been asked that question a couple of months ago it probably would have been Robbie Zacharias. Oh, yeah. cheers um, to that. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But you know, I I think oftentimes, you know, I I could um sit down with somebody I agree with or you know, it might be more beneficial to sit down with somebody that I don't agree with. Yeah. Um That'd be interesting. Um, So, so some, you know, some people like Richard Dawkins come to mind, but for some reason, I, you know, I just thought of uh, Barack Obama, actually. Mm. Um, I think for all, and I do disagree with a lot of, uh, you know, what uh, Obama's policies are and were, um, but I think it would be fascinating to, um, to understand his rationale behind those policies and behind what, you know, what he did and, Mm-hmm. and uh you know i think for all the disagreements i have with him i do think that he was a leader uh and so i think that uh in that aspect i would like to sit down with him fascinating yeah.
1: hey can i throw out real quick just as a pitch uh so i'm reading uh this right now how to destroy america mm-hmm. in three easy steps by ben shapiro yeah huh. and um i i'm not too far into it but it's uh the, the first chapter was okay. I'm trying to get used to his his writing style. I've never read a book by him before. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, there were a couple of things I had to read through a few times to make sure I understood what he was saying and how it was written. But uh, it's, it's starting to get good right now. And um, he, uh, just last night I was reading, he goes into some of what, now again, it's coming from a critic of Obama's. But he was going into some of the rationale behind uh, some of Obama's policies and what he was doing, at least according mm. to Shapiro. So I, I thought sure, it was fascinating, sure. to be honest. Right?
0: Yeah. Right. Yeah, that is interesting. Hmm. Yeah. So I, I'm not a good host, gentlemen, and that I should have an <laughs> answer pre-prepared. <in> <laughs> <now>. <laughs>
1: you you were saying a lot about joe exotic so is that yeah yeah maybe that's conscious
0: i feel like like that dinner would get way too awkward way too quick that i would (laughs) want to get out before it was over and i'd want i'd want a long meal that could be drawn out and enjoyable Mm. and so i i i i I, I might make an offer
2: to be part of his harem you know so (laughs) no (laughs) Yeah, uh, hey, le-
1: oh no, never mind. So, <laughs> uh, yeah, <I'm-> <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I watched the show. It, it wasn't like totally a rated R thing, is what, what I was going to say, but we right? Yeah, right. Yeah. Yeah. So, so <laughs> Nick,
0: I, I understand your rationale, and I think I lean with your rationale in the sense that I feel like if I were to sit down with a scholar that I really enjoy, I've, I've read a lot of their thoughts, and I feel like uh, I would just be disappointing to them <laughs> if I were to sit down and have a meal with them, like, even though I might enjoy it. I'd probably just come off way too fanboy, and they just would, yeah. would just it, it would just be a drag for them. So I've got it down to two, um, and and these are these are honest. I think in the same vein as you, Vladimir Putin, hmm. because I just would be fascinated. I think to really hear what's going on in that brain, you know, to hear a perspective outside of America on America, um, a world leader, what, you know, uh, and, and just a just a, I don't know, I think it'd be from an anthropological perspective. I think it'd be wildly fascinating. Mm-hmm. The other one, very different. Shaq Diesel. Because oh, I okay. think Shaquille O'Neal is just one of the funniest guys. And I think it'd be, <laughs> it'd be really funny <laughs> to sit down with. Like him. as an
1: actor or
0: is this as a, uh, he's one of the yes. funniest guys. Yeah. Yes. You know, when he's not
1: trying to be in his movies. Oh,
0: I think he's just, yeah. I think he's just hilarious. So, <laughs> so I don't know. I don't know. So I,
1: what you're meeting with like Putin, Putin would it be like, would it be over dinner or would you guys be riding horses, you know, with your shoes <laughs> <on the night?
2: laughs> <laughs> on the beach yeah. hunting uh, <laughs> on the beach hu- hunting
1: dogs to uh, sell to North Korea <laughs> 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 so on
0: that lovely note gentlemen we're called um, digressions all
2: right. we, <laughs> we digress <laughs> but it's yeah. we're trying to keep us <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's time for us to do what our sponsors <laughs> pay us to
1: do <laughs> <laughs> Uh, speaking of which, to, is the uh, who is it? Icy hot or whatever that Shaquille? Yeah, <laughs> Shaquille.
0: we are gonna be Icy there. hot. Yeah, yeah, that's right.
2: Um,
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: So, so let's move into our main event here. Um, let's get after some real business here. We're uh, we're here to tackle some real real issues. And so, Brett, let me defer to you. You're the one that got the email from the students. So why don't you go ahead and uh, tee this one up for us, and then sure. we'll then we'll tackle it.
1: Sure. Um, and uh, I, I told the student I would keep uh, said person anonymous. And so that's fine. It And, and I, I, I want to share it because it's, it's a great question. And uh, I replied and said, it's very timely. Of course, it has been for goodness, uh, 10, 15, 20 years now. But um, and so we'll do that. And, and, and keep in mind, too, I, I didn't tell this student this is for listeners. I didn't just tell the student now we'll do a podcast about it and there's your answer. Um, I'm going to have a zoom uh, chat with this person as well. So, uh, but I just felt like it was, it was really a loaded question and too tough to tackle over just simply email. And since we're not quite meeting in person yet. So uh, that said, um, yeah. uh, So uh, this person said this, I recently had a friend come out to be a bisexual. I love them very much, and I wanted to do my research on what I believe, because I've been told my whole life it's a sin, and I've never done the deciding for myself, so I would really appreciate it if you could give me some verses to look up and dissect. I just want to have a better understanding of of what I believe um and And this person uh, is is a thinker for sure, mm-hmm. and uh, likes to think through. Uh, things and issues rather than you know what we just did i 'm going to read the headline and respond. <laughs> this person right. likes to click on the article mm-hmm. metaphorically speaking and dig deeper and and actually understand um, and so is asking for some help. What do we do with this? So uh, this person is bisexual or said that they aren 't and uh, or at least this the friend of the the person. Um, and, uh, I love them very much and I wanted to do my research. So, um, I've always been told it's a sin, but is this so? And so, you know, here, here's a person who, um, is growing up and living in a culture right now, or a culture, as we all know, uh, who is saying that it is not a sin. And, Mm -hmm. um, this is, this is a completely valid expression of sexuality and and of who you are so
0: yeah brett let me uh, let me just start by saying um that we all three of us i know we, we've talked about it before we value so much students coming to biblical convictions and owning it for themselves rather than just being told by us what the bible says and so we we love when students take it um take, take thinking seriously and really grappling with issues and searching the Bible and, and, and asking good questions and forming good convictions through that. And I know that's the way we orient all of our classes, um, in that, in that model. And so, um, so we love having, having this, this honesty submitted, um, um, in, in, in this pursuit. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Yeah, absolutely.
0: Yeah. So,
2: um maybe I think to, uh, yeah, along go that vein, along that vein, you know, I think that oftentimes the the issues that we have that are often cultural issues such as sexuality often in the church get elevated to a uh status of a sin that is either unforgivable or, you know, special in some way and Mm -hmm. receives extra, (laughs) it seems depending on the church, either extra condemnation or no mention at all, Um, because oftentimes churches don't deal with this issue or they just say it's a sin and and move on. Mm -hmm. Uh, So, um, you know, I think I can speak for all of us in just laying the groundwork that, you know, uh, sexual sin, you know, holds no, you know, is is the same if it's someone acting out as a bisexual or homosexual, or if it's me as a heterosexual, you know, having sex outside of marriage and committing adultery on my wife. So, um, so those sexual sins are all, you know, condemnable, you know, just as a baseline. So it's not saying that, you know, um, uh, that bisexuality is, is, is any more abhorrent than, you know, uh, adultery.
0: Yeah. 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 I think that's a really important clarification on what scripture says about, um, sexual sins. Um, and, and even, even pornography as well. Sure. And, yeah. um, I know that probably in our context of midwestern uh, Christian school, uh, we probably have a lot more sin in the form of pornography than in homosexuality. Even though that's obviously on the rise, even in our midwestern context, um, but but I think you you're right, Nick, in that we disproportionately bring condemnation upon one sin over another and uh and the bible doesn't do that um they are all sins that separate us from god and merit for us um eternal uh punishment for that because of rebellion against god and yet also the grace of the gospel is able to reach into um, the, the porn addict as well as the life of the homosexual or all that. And, and, and we are able to be redeemed, we're able to be regenerated, we're able to be sanctified from uh, uh, the ways in which we have not reflected the image and likeness of God and to be restored to that image and likeness of God. And so, yeah, that's, I think that's a really important clarification. Um, on on that topic so um maybe from a biblical perspective to rather than us just like saying it's in the bible (laughs) yeah perhaps gentlemen we should pull out the
2: bible (laughs) yeah sure yeah and um you know i think i i was reading today well rereading i've been rereading abolition of man Mm. uh by c.s lewis while i was at the splash pad with my kids (laughs) and um i had this question on my mind and i think Uh, I'm going to get to the scripture via Lewis here. So um, (laughs) Lewis argues in The Abolition of Man that by removing the objective standard, um, if truth or or if morality really is, well, whatever you want, if there is no objective morality, well, then, um, um, then anything goes, right? I mean, but. You know, he says that uh, recognizing that standard um, is the only way to recognize a defect in that standard. He says, you know, I recognize um, this is a defect in myself just as man may have to recognize that he is tone deaf or colorblind. And that really speaks to me because I'm colorblind. And so for me to say that that color is not green it is brown when in fact it is green that would like be like me getting to determine what is objective reality and an objective standard rather than recognizing the defect in myself and so how this applies to this is that oftentimes we say whatever i feel is what is the standard yeah Um, Rather than going back to the objective standard and saying, I don't meet that objective standard, therefore there's a defect in myself, we reverse it and say, no, this is how I feel. There must be a problem with the standard. Mm -hmm. And so this is what Jesus does, right, in Matthew 19. I'll give you the biblical passage, right, when he's talking about, uh, you know, the subject matter is divorce. uh, But what does he do? he goes back to the standard. Mm -hmm. He says in verse four, have you not read that he who created them from the beginning made them male and female and said, therefore, a male shall leave his father and his mother and hold fast to his wife and the two shall become one flesh. So they are no longer two, but one flesh. So what therefore God has joined together, let not man separate. Now, what's the connection there to bisexuality? Well, is is there any aspect of that original design that god allowed for bisexuality in adam and eve well no because they only had each other and so rather than going back to the standard this is god's creation this was his design and saying this is what i need to adhere to we say well i have these feelings what we should understand is there's the defect in ourselves that doesn't meet the standard. Mm -hmm. Um, so in that aspect, just because I feel attracted to someone of my own gender or to both genders, uh, that does not mean that I have to abide by that. Yeah. Um, there are many right feelings that I have that I choose not to act on, uh, that I must, uh, when someone cuts me off in traffic and I want to punch them in the face or rear end the back of their car, mm. I mm-hmm. choose not to because I go back to the objective standard of love your neighbor as you love yourself. Mm. So uh, in the same way, um, right, we all have feelings like that, that we have to, you know, uh, kill the flesh and yeah. live out according to what God wants us to do. hmm So I would go back, I would start with the standard, you know, Genesis, but Jesus, that's biblical because Jesus did the same thing in Matthew 19 and arguing, well, what's the standard guys? What's the standard?
0: Yeah, that's a terrific start. Um, Because again, as you mentioned, Brett, when you were introducing this, um, the student is being raised in a culture that um, does not. Even recognize the standard. It's not we're, uh, you know, it's kind of like it went from recognized but rejected, you know, but recognized the standard but still rejected Mm -hmm. it. But now we're increasingly entirely unaware of the original Mm -hmm. standard that comes through scripture and um, and 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 so we are because we've moved into a subjective. um, Yes. Way of understanding the world and a subjective worldview altogether. Um, now it's my feelings and my emotions dictate what is right and what is true. And um, yeah. and, and as, as you pointed out there, Nick, that is um, that is a horrific um, society. If we were be, to be consistent with that in yeah. all of our feelings, um, it, it would right. be a, a Disintegration of society and a collapse of society if we were consistent with all of that. Um, and so to apply that to sexuality is, you have to admit, is going to be to be inconsistent with that same um, approach in other areas, such as like with anger, for instance, right. um, no one's going to tell you that it's acceptable to just, well, maybe Portland, but that it's acceptable <laughs> to just punch people in the head, you know, when you, yeah. you, whenever you feel like it or you don't like it, you know, just take someone's right. wallet out, you know, from their Righteous back pocket anger. and say, this is right, that I can take your wallet out of your back pocket. You know, and no one's going to agree to that, but it's, right. that's a consistent, um, approach that you have to take. If you, if you reject an objective
2: standard, and not even the direction, not just the destruction of society. I mean, Lewis argues in The Abolition of Man, the destruction of what it means to be human.
0: Right, that, right.
2: That the very standard of humanity is, is not acting according to the appetites of our heart or, mm-hmm. our, or our just base desires. Um, that's what mm-hmm. abolition means, the destruction of man. So that's what Lewis is arguing, mm-hmm. that by accepting these subjective values, that we lose what, in fact, it means to be human altogether, yeah, yeah, which yeah. is what we're finding right? when uh, you know, we talk about gender identity and things like that. It's you, you, what does it mean to be a man? What does it mean to be a woman? What does it mean to be a human? And we lose that definition when we lose the objective standard.
1: Can I say, too, um, going back to Obama now uh, with that, Um, And what we're seeing a lot politically uh, today in our culture from the left um, is coming from a worldview that um, it's obvious that that doesn't believe there is a standard outside of man. And therefore, uh, to answer your question of what does it mean to be human? um, Well, uh, it depends on the generation. And uh, in other words, um, and and this is what Ben Shapiro was talking about in his book and dealing with Obama when um, Obama had um, was uh, uh, quoting part of the declaration and things like that. He was saying he was showing how um, what Obama was referring to and what some others on the left are referring to when they talk about liberty, um, they're not talking about those uh, inherent uh, rights that we have endowed by our creator, but they're, they're talking about something else. And, um, and it goes along with the idea that, that humanity is not fixed. Uh, we are not created necessarily a certain way, but we're malleable and uh, we progress and, and we change. And therefore, right. um, there's this, this idea that we have to, um, uh, depending on where we're at in, in history, uh, we decide and we define what liberty means and uh and also uh what what is underlying that is we are deciding what human means mm. and uh and what it means to be human and and um you know we we've gotten rid of the objective standard and so we have nothing left but but ourselves right. and and that's why we live in such a uh what do I want to say a um relativistic, I guess, society is because when there is no standard, we all become standards and, um, our, our opinions, you know, no one's opinion is, is more valid, uh, than the other. And then that's how we get ourselves into this mess of, you can never say anything's wrong and you can never judge because that, then that would seem to, uh, suggest that, that one opinion is better than the other one and and no one's is better therefore you can't say unless <laughs> unless you are 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 trying to say that rel- uh, relativism is wrong <laughs> you know or whatever then <laughs> then we're allowed to condemn that you see there there has to be there there's always inconsistency within a within falsehood i'm going to say when you deviate from the truth there's always going to be inconsistency somewhere uh because falsehood by definition is inconsistent with reality and the truth and so um this is this is a part of that characteristic of satan himself Um, there's, so wherever you're going to see inconsistencies, you're going to see falsehood at one degree or another. And if you see that, then you know what realm that's operating in. It's, it's operating in the realm of not God, (laughs) I'll just Mm -hmm. say. And, and so we're living in this world right now. It's, it's inconsistencies everywhere. And, um, so anyway, uh, Yeah, I and 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 I know Luke, you were going to share one thing, but I am just I'm I was just sort of piggybacking on what Nick said and commenting on that, and and one thing too, yeah, I agree with you guys that, um, and Nick, you did a good job at explaining, you know, one, you know, this uh, bisexuality, homosexuality, or whatever, it's 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 all a part of that if you want to say the, the tree of sexual immorality you know homosexuality is just one branch in that tree if you want to say what else what other branches are there well just adultery you know like me cheating on my wife or or lust or or you know pornography and all of that kind of stuff um and yes it's wrong if if christians sort of harp on one sin over the other i do want to say this though i i I tell this to students in class um Because the question comes up, why do Christians always pick on homosexuality? Well, let let me say this. I I think some of the reason is we're not necessarily picking on homosexuality. Um, it, it, It seems to already be brought to the forefront by the culture. And, 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 and that's why it seems to be a, a hot topic, I will say, in the church. Now, does that mean it's, it's not harped on wrongfully by Christians? No, that's not what I'm saying. But, but it, it seems to be at the forefront because the culture has brought it to the forefront. Because the culture right now, and, and has been for some time now, has been in the process of saying, this sin is not a sin <laughs> in other words this this right. this was once unrighteousness we're gonna we're now moving it to the status of righteousness and 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 the culture's doing that apart from the church um i would say and so um it that's why maybe it seems like it's being quote-unquote harped on or or whatever um that that might be part of the the, the reason it, I think it is. yeah yeah i agree i
0: agree with that and um and I think also, too, we take it seriously because, well, number one, it's sin and God takes it seriously and it's in Scripture. And so we want to be faithful to that. But also we, we see the implications yeah. of this on family structures, on kids, on a logical progression of this to where when we say um, love is love, how do we? How do we put any boundaries on that? Um, is it okay when it's a man and a woman? Is it okay when it's a man and a man? Is it okay when it's a man and a child? Yeah. When are we going to stop the progression? And then, on what grounds can we say the progression must stop? Yeah. And so that's why, even in you know in in, in secular psych, psychology circles, um, pedophilia is. It, People are talking about it being a legitimate orientation.
1: Yeah, yeah. yeah, it's no coincidence, you guys, and not to cut you off, you can come right no, back, Luke. I, I was just going to throw in with that. It's no coincidence <laughs> that almost six, seven years ago, the uh, Supreme Court decided that same-sex marriage is good all across the board. It's legal and so on. Uh, it's no coincidence that earlier this week, I just signed a, an online petition against uh, NAMBLA which is the, uh, I was trying to find what the the acronym stands for again, but, uh, uh, if you guys remember what it stands for, Oh, here we go. The North North American. Yeah. Man, boy, love association. And, uh, the goal is to legalize men having consensual sex with underage boys. And, um, now I, I presented this to, with a liberal, um, Christian guy that I was having a discussion with on Facebook not too long ago, because, and, and this will be a probably a part of our discussion when it comes to Christianity and homosexuality, the whole, well, the Bible wasn't really condemning it. Um, really what the Bible was condemning was a non-monogamous relationship or relationships rather promiscuous homosexual relationships is what the Bible was condemning. This guy told me, um, well, what Paul was condemning was um, he, he was condemning uh, like pedophilia, like uh, emperors having sexual relations with young boys, and, uh, which obviously is not true. Um, and and I, I told him why it wasn't true or demonstrated to him why it wasn't true. But, but then I, I turned it back around on him and I said, according to your position, what would be wrong? With a say, fifty-some-year-old man having a consensual sexual relationship with, let's say, a nine-year-old. What if the nine-year-old boy says it's okay and he he's good with it? Then how could you condemn that? And he would not respond to me. He couldn't. He right. just yeah. He there is no response. And and here's now one part possible response could be this. Well, because the nine-year-old or whatever isn't old enough yet to make such decisions. And I would counter them with that. I would say, now, wait a second. Are we not right now fighting to say six and seven-year-olds can make the decision as to uh, whether or not they want to transition? So so if they want to transition genders, if we're saying it's okay for them to decide at such a young age, and by the way, if you want to dispute that, remember Mario Lopez of Slater from Saved by the Bell. (laughs) Remember he said on TV and he almost got canceled for it. He said, he thinks that uh, kids that age are too young to make such a decision. That's going to have lasting impact and implications on their lives. And he about got canceled for it. And he was forced to apologize on, on the air for, for saying such a a bigoted um, (laughs) non-scientific thing. Right. And so, um, but, but yeah, here's our argument now. So, um, if, if kids can choose to transition at such an age, then why are, why can't they then choose to be in such relationships? And you see how, how quickly things are progressing now that, that not only is the standard gone, but we're taking that step out there, defining what, hu- what yeah. human is and defining what, yeah. what human sexuality is. And, and, uh, boy, we're, um. I think we haven't seen anything yet.
2: <laughs> yeah. Can I, yeah. Can I just add a quick thought, like for the student who, um, you know, if, if this student's friend um, is a, I, I think we're assuming that they're a Christian and what she, what, what this person would say to that person. Um, but if they're not, you know, I, unless they ask me, what, what does Christianity teach about this subject? I wouldn't bring it up because for this reason, right. Right. You know, I'm not going to confront, go to somebody and confront them about all their, all all their sins specifically before they're a Christian, right. Right. I'm not trying to convert people to heterosexuality just so they can have a life and go to hell. They need to come to the gospel first
0: Great point, right?
2: Before they, uh, before they see their the sin in their lives. So, mm-hmm. if if this person that they they have this friend who has come out as a bisexual and they are not a Christian, um, then you know you preach the gospel to them, not yeah. worry about that.
0: Right, and Paul says that in First Corinthians five, uh, for what? Right what have I to do with judging outsiders? Is it not those inside the church whom you are to judge? God judges those outside purge the evil person from among you. And that's, is just you know, exactly what you said there. Um, yeah. We don't convert to heterosexuality. We're converting them to Jesus, to Christianity through the gospel. Um, right? Yeah. Uh, if I can hit us with uh, just another passage that is um, just, you know, we'd be remiss to not bring this passage up in the midst of this conversation, but Romans chapter one, um, let me start with the verses um, immediately uh, that, that are, uh, relate to our, our conversation. In 126, for this reason God gave them up to dishonorable passions for their women exchange natural relations for those that are contrary to nature. And so, okay, so, so what these women are doing are against what is natural or intended to be the case. Um, and the men, likewise, so this means that what was uh, unnatural, contrary to what nature would have be the case, men likewise were doing the same thing, and it gives more uh, clarity to it. They gave up natural relations with women and were consumed with passion for one another. Men committing shameless acts with men and receiving in themselves the due penalty for their error. And so uh, in the midst of the homosexual, homosexuality um, bisexuality conversation, can be easy to lobby out these verses. See, it's sin. And yeah, it is. Um, but there's also a, quite a few verses that come right before that, you know, that, that kind of lead up to how this, um, how, how men and women have arrived at this position um, of acting in this way. And if you jump up to the paragraph before, God gave them up to the lust of their heart. And because they exchanged the truth about God, the objective truth about God was exchanged um, for a lie, uh, the subjective, the, 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 the belief that my mind and what I think is greater than this objective truth, and they started to worship the creature one another in this case, rather than the creator, They're, we're worshiping. Uh, even even in this, we we live in a culture that worships sex, and and that's why you have both pornography on a boom, you have child trafficking, you have pedophilia, you have because of a sexual um, just culture that oh, hypersexualized culture, and so we see all of the the debauched uh, manifestations of that. Um, and then if we, but if we were to go up even a little further in that. Claiming to become wise, they became fools and exchanged the glory of the immortal God for images resembling mortal man and birds and animals and creeping things. And so, and so there's this claiming to become wise, this claiming that, that, that we know better. And that's what you were talking about, Brett, where we, we claim to have progressed to a higher form of humanity by recognizing that some of the, the chains of religion from the past um, that, yeah. that those were restricting us from all that we could be and should be as, as a human, um, mm-hmm. species. And so we, we claim to have achieved this new level of wisdom, yet we see that it's foolishness. And, and as we're talking about it, it brings about just the destruction of what it means to truly be humanity. And so there's a progression of things that happen when we reject, when we reject God. Um, All of these other things happen and homosexuality is simply a one manifestation of what it looks like to reject how God has designed us to live and operate and thrive in, in this creation. That's good. And
2: I I think you have to come back to, you know, what is, what is God's purpose and design for sex? Mm -hmm. You know, is it just for us to have pleasure and release you know, uh, with whomever we want, or what is that purpose? And so for the student, I'd encourage them to study. What is, what is God's design for sex? Um, because if you don't have that standard, then you don't know what sexual immorality is just like, right. What is sexual morality and you can't define sexual immorality unless you first define sexual morality. So what is that? Um, so if, if you're going to go down this road, you also need to be just as uh, condemnatory of those in your youth group who are having sex outside of marriage yeah. and just right hooking on. up. Yeah, mm-hmm.
1: absolutely. Yeah, it, yep. uh, it and yeah, <laughs> you guys said great things. And uh, um, Nick, yeah, w- uh, what you said uh, earlier about um, Kind of getting the focus back to uh, the the student email, Um, you know, and and in the email, uh, the the student did say, you know, I love this person, and and that's awesome, and and so as uh, as Nick, as you said, you know, um, just be there for them, be their friend, love them, and uh, if if this topic does come up, and and this person specifically asks, uh, then maybe you can start to implement some of what uh, we have been talking about, you know, and, and, and what the, the, the Bible says and, and always in class. Um, I try to remember whenever this discussion comes up, um, to, and, and I, I tell the students, I'm going to say this every time we talk about this. So get used to it, but just that to, to remember that, look there, we need to learn to distinguish between the, the individual homosexual, the, the, the person who is, um, uh, or bisexual, or whatever you you know, the the LGBTQ person uh, who is probably legitimately dealing with real feelings and passions and emotions and desires mm-hmm. to the to the opposite sex or to whatever. Okay, so we 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 as Christians especially need to learn to distinguish between the individual. Versus the movement. Mm-hmm. There is that movement that is the LGBTQ movement yeah. that, that is sort of this ideology, this philosophy that has almost become, well, not almost, but that has become militant today. And, and um, what do I want to say, persuading people, even uh, <laughs> very uh, uh, aggressively to Agree and embrace. It's not just to tolerate this position, but it is to say that this position is right and good. Okay. Mm-hmm. And so so it's okay to have a righteous anger, I'll say, to- towards that. However, we got to remember the individual who is having those yes. legit feelings and desires and things like that who who maybe thinks they were born with that maybe so uh, you know that they don't know where those feelings came from kind of a thing just like we as a or you know me as a heterosexual i don't necessarily remember when i started becoming attracted to females <laughs> it was just there you know kind of a right. thing and so i i would imagine the homosexual. Uh, may, may be able to relate with that, but with homosexual attractions and, mm-hmm. and desires. And so, um, so, so yeah, I, but, but on the flip side, um, again, we have a culture that's saying it's okay that it's not sin and, and we can plug in other sins in there. So what if the culture was telling me that it is okay for me to cheat on my wife and, and let's say somebody who is a, an avid follower of Christianity today, you know, wants to be the, the I, I just want to love people because that's all Jesus did. Who cares about the truth, you know? And so they come to me and, and they say, who am I to judge? I love you. And therefore, I'm just, you know, if you're feeling that way towards this person you're having an affair with, uh, go, you know, go through with that. You know, maybe that's legit. That's who you really are. You really have those, those feelings and those, those desires. So go through with it. And so, so it helps me in my thinking to do that with, with areas of sin. And, and you guys see how ludicrous that would be. What we're doing is what that person would be doing to me is, is that person would be further pushing me on in my brokenness mm. and, and, and not only, not only physically and sexually and everything else, but in my relationship to God, what, what, what is me, how is me embracing that particular sin and living it out? What is that doing to my relationship with God and, and, and really what it would be doing. And let's say I'm not a believer even. Okay. So there, let's say I'm not a believer. So, so it would be bad. If I were a believer, it would be just dismantle. Well, you know, I know there's different views on that, but obviously it would be causing a major hindrance between me and God and our relationship. But let's say I'm not a believer, it's keeping me from salvation and, and from being free yeah. from that bondage and, and that brokenness. And, and so, how can we say, uh, as a progressive, you know, if I want to be a progressive Christian and I don't judge and homosexuality is okay, uh, what we're doing is we're, we're pushing people further in their bondage. That is not loving your neighbor. No. That is not loving your neighbor at all. That that's keeping them from freedom. And here here was a quote I wanted to share. Um, that uh, uh, let, now now I probably won't be able to find it. I thought I I thought I had it here and 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 ready to go. Um, but um,
0: while you're peeking, just what you're yeah. saying, it, it reminds me of another uh, Lewis quote. Since we were talking about him, uh, but from uh, you know just this famous ending to Weight of Glory, in which he says that every human that you meet is an immortal and every interaction is pushing them onwards towards an eternity of glory or an eternity of damnation and wow. and to keep that immortal perspective i think drastically uh changes the way in which we we deal with people in the way that we yeah yeah even handle this issue um well while you're still yeah. looking there oh, go, go ahead you find it
1: well, yeah, just dealing with, um, you know, if, if it's true that that homosexuality and uh, or, again, premarital sex, if it's true that those things are sin, then then again, they're, they're keeping us in bondage and we're, we're enslaved to that. And here was a quote. Um, uh, we're told that we are sexually liberated. OK, so this is this is in reference to the sexual revolution. And so. Uh, for, for those listening, uh, for younger people and whatever, uh, sexual revolution probably started back in the 60s. You know, let's go ahead. Let's experiment now with free love and, and, and things like that here in America, by the way. Um, so it kind of was kind of coincided with the whole hippie type movement and stuff like that. Um, so it's the sexual revolution. Let's kind of break free uh, right from these, tr- these chains of tradition, uh, traditional uh, values and things. So it says this. We're told that we are sexually liberated if we throw ourselves at strangers and give ourselves. If modern attitudes about sex have liberated us, what precisely have we been freed from? It asks security, commitment, trust. Let freedom ring, right? So, very good uh, perspective there. What what do we think we're being liberated from? And Mm -hmm. uh, notice this particular uh, author mentioned some very good things that we don't want to be liberated from, um, yeah. in a, in a relationship. So. Yeah.
0: Right. That's good. Yeah. I, I like how you, um, brought it to the individual because, um, research would suggest that a lot of the LGBTQ community has, um, Father issues, trauma in the past has has more to the story than just I see myself as a homosexual, and so I think it's important to remember that that there's probably a lot more to the story than just this this identity claim of being this this sexual orientation, and I think it's an important reminder that when you're interacting with somebody, um, that we want to we want to explore the whole person, not just this one identifier. Yeah. Um, and so I would I would really encourage a student who sent this email to um, uh, to, to listen to more of the life rather than just this sin issue. Um, yeah. And and there's a lot of there's a lot of Christians who have been um, who have been writing, speaking, um, who have same sex attraction in their past, or or um, and have been redeemed from that, or still carry that. Yet that temptation does not. They don't act on that temptation in a sinful way because we remember that just because that same sex attraction is present, um, it may just be a result of the fall and the fact that we carry within us a sin nature. And that's not the sin. The sin is when we harbor those thoughts, Mm. when we act upon those thoughts. And so. Um, Jackie Hill Perry, um, Google that name, Sam Alberry, who's, Mm -hmm. who's a pastor in the church and, um, and has committed to the celibate life because, uh, because of same sex attraction and is able to live a, check it out, a fulfilled life, even not in um, not having marriage as a part of it. And, and so guess what? I, I know that the world would tell you otherwise, but you can still live a, a joyful and fulfilled fully human life celibate Jesus did yes
1: <laughs>
2: uh, and then yeah. yeah and
0: yeah and also Rosario Butterfield is an, is yes. another one as well and, uh, and so Google any of those names they're they're people who who have walked that road and have opened up to to write and to speak um, to give more clarity from uh, from that perspective and and
1: yeah hey luke and before the before we're done before this is all said and done can i can i share a, a brief story from somebody too and i believe it was is it christopher juan or Yuan? Mm-hmm. i think is yeah. his name. yeah yeah um, you said who has has walked yeah. the road and i i actually got this from uh um so i think jeff myers is is writing this and um Said this: uh, the last few years of of Christopher's life had been a disaster. Convinced he was gay, he immersed himself in the lifestyle. And 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 by the way, back to Luke, that was a great distinction. We we have to distinguish between the attractions and the desires versus the the behavior and the acting it out. Okay, um, uh, you, you know, just because I, all three of us, you know, as heterosexual males. Just because we have an attraction to females does does not mean. Um, well, I tell the students just because I'm married, it doesn't mean I'm not going to be attracted to any other female that's not my wife. But what 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 could go wrong because of the fall? Well, um, you know, can I see a woman and say, "Oh wow, yeah, she's attractive," and leave it at that? <laughs> Um, or am I looking again and Oh, Oh wow. You know, and it, what, what am I doing then with those thoughts? And, and then it, it, it can turn into lust. Um, and so that would be sort of the acting it out. So the attraction necessarily isn't, isn't the sin, but it's what you end up doing with that. Um, I, I would say, and I'm sure there can be some, some debate, debate on that, but, uh, um, so, so Christopher, uh, his life had been a disaster. he, he was convinced that he was gay. So he immersed himself then in the lifestyle. And it says here. So, so according to him, it um, Christopher's own admission that what was that lifestyle porn and parties mm. is what he got involved in disoriented from drugs expelled from dental school and tracked by the police as a drug dealer. Christopher was near the end when his parents showed up at his apartment trying to help Christopher shouted at them. I don't want your religion. I don't want your Bible. I don't want you here. Just leave, get out. And if you ever, ever bring up God or the Bible, you'll never see me again. Silently, Christopher's mom, Angela, asked God for the stamina to pray and work for Christopher's restoration. She fasted for 39 days. It took a prison term and an HIV AIDS diagnosis for Christopher, but her prayers were answered. Christopher came to the faith in Christ, and today he teaches at a Bible college. He and his mother traveled the country sharing the story of how God worked in their lives draw them to christ now here is the main thing it's about done still christopher admits sexuality is a daily battle Mm. it is really for any of us isn't it Mm. even as heterosexuals okay yeah he said i had learned that i could live without sex he says but what about my sexuality he wanted to change but change is hard and the culture says that homosexuals can't and shouldn't change christopher has concluded and get this Change is not the absence of struggles. Change is the freedom to choose holiness in the midst of our struggles. Mm. I realize yeah. that the ultimate issue has to be that I yearn after God in total surrender and complete obedience. Mm. So I, that one uh, well I well about earlier. Yeah, definitely. Um, mm. So change isn't going to be that absence of, of struggles, but the freedom yeah. to choose holiness and to choose God's way over my way. And you know what I love so much
0: about that story? Yes, the deliverance, but the mother who fasted. Mm. And so I think in that we find out the Christian who's looking for an argument versus the Christian who wants to love someone with the gospel to see salvation come. And in that you'll find out where your heart is. How much are you praying for your friend how much are you loving your friend? Biblical love, not cultural love, but biblical love. Yeah. Um, in that, you'll see, is this me trying to win an argument or is this me sticking to someone that I love to see them come to know Jesus and find freedom in, in the life that he has called us to? Yeah. And, and so, yeah. On that note, fellas, I think, I think we've gone the distance here. I think that was a good conversation. I know that I know that this this topic pops up in all of our classes uh repeatedly yes, exactly. um, because it's such a such a just a, a hot topic culturally and um and that's okay. Uh we're we're okay to have the conversation um, and to help our students think through it. So
1: and there's obviously so much more. <laughs> yeah, there, <laughs> yeah, this there is, is such a huge topic. It it could take, you know, what uh Nick, I think in uh UUTT, you know, there's a segment on it could take a couple weeks or even longer so there's a lot to it yeah Uh, Yeah. there, there is so
0: with all that we'll sign off until next time